This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday, and thank you for joining me for the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta, founder of singleinthecity.ca. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. What are the ins and outs of dating that you need to know right now? Well, tonight, it's time for some real talk dishing on dating with my great friends and special guests, Annie Parker and Monica Elena. Annie is a fitness pro and an intuitive energy healer that focuses on cord cutting and energy clearing. Monica, on the other hand, is a franchise sales executive for F45 training and a talented real estate investor. And tonight, I wanted to bring them on to talk about how to deal with exes, you know, setting boundaries and how you can move on. And together, we are the matchmaker, well, that's me, the witch, which is Annie, and the lesbian, <laughs> that is Monica, spilling everything that you need to know about fixing your ex situation. Well, hello, beautiful ladies. How are you? <laughs> Hi. Hi. Nice to see you again. I know. I haven't seen you guys in a while. We've all been like taking little breaks. It's summertime, right? So we're out in the pool and doing our thing, but let's get started. Okay. So let's start with something that I feel is very conflicting for people. Is it normal to talk about your ex while you're in a relationship? And if so, do you keep it a secret or are you open about it with your partner? What do you guys think? I'll I'll go ahead and start on that one. I don't know. I think there's a fine line. Um, I think if you're already dating someone, I think it's okay to talk about an ex as long. It depends on the context of the conversation, but if you're talking about an ex constantly, no, that's not okay. Um, If they're asking questions, I feel like it's okay. Cause I feel like if you don't talk about an ex ever or at all, it does, it can come across as you're hiding something. So I, I think there's kind of a fine line of when you can talk about an ex or when you can't. And also too, what is the history of that ex? Like how long ago was it? I think there's a lot of factors that come into play with that. But yeah, just- what, a, what about like talk, actually talking to your ex? Like, is that okay? Because like I have several exes that I talk to and, you know, at the beginning of my current relationship, uh, I, I basically flat out said, listen, like I do once in a while talk about my ex or I not talk about, but talk to my ex. Um, and I don't see it as a big deal because like, there's nothing there, you know, we're basically just platonic friends and I just want to continue that friendship, but it's not like I'm going out to meet with my ex to have dinner lunches, you know, I'm like sitting there gabbing on the phone. I'm making my ex a priority over my new relationship, but like, I think it's okay to be able to have a relationship with your ex. Yeah. I mean, look, I think we can always kind of tell when someone still has feelings for their ex, or if it was just a really amicable breakup where you just decided to be friends, you know, because like the romance just wasn't there. Right. So I've seen, you know, I've seen divorces happen where the people possibly have children and they just become best friends that co-parent and that's totally fine. I have a set of friends right now that they got divorced last year. They're both actually already in new relationships and they're, they had a business together and they still continue to run that business together because that was their, their purpose and their mission. And that's what they wanted to continue to do. And they do that really well as friends. So 
you know, I think when that is the situation now, I think when someone is constantly complaining about their ex or talking bad about their ex or something like that, and then, you know, they still might from time to time be talking to them, even though they're talking negatively about them, then I think they're trying to possibly hide something, cover something up, something's not resolved. And that can be a bigger issue. Yeah. And that's not an issue for their new partners. The fact that they're working together, because I don't know if I would like that. I don't know if my, my partner owned a business with their ex and that they had to see each other daily and talk all the time. I don't know, depending on why they broke up. I don't know if I would be too comfortable with that. Would you ladies? I mean, it depends on the dynamic. If it's something that's, you know, they were together years ago and they're over it and they've both moved on. I I think it's okay. Um, you know, in my community, it's a little bit different or the lesbian community is pretty small. So I actually have an ex in one of my main circles. In fact, we travel together and everything, but her, she's married and her wife travels too. And there's nothing weird. There's nothing awkward. I mean, it's, it's a true, it's like, it's just a friend's friendship, but we were babies, you know, when, when we dated, we were in our early twenties. So I think it just depends on how long ago was it, um, or have, has both parties moved on? Now, if it's someone that's a recent ex, like the most recent ex, that might be challenging because uh, putting myself in someone else's shoes, uh, I just, I don't think they would like that. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to do that. So I think it just depends how recent is it and are you over mm-hmm. that person? Yeah. Annie? Yeah, I think, I think sometimes, honestly, people grow apart. And I think sometimes that happens before the relationship is actually over. Um, so I think like Monica said, it definitely depends on the dynamic. Now I have my ex from college. I'm still friendly with him and his entire family. We don't chat regularly. He's married with, with a son and, but we'll say happy birthday from time to time, or, you know, just nice sentiments, stuff like that. Um, and also my ex-husband, um, you know, he, he would definitely chat a little more than I would. And, you know, I would always want to be Like, I would always think anytime he would try to start a conversation with me, um, I would always put myself in the shoes of his wife now, where, because I mean, you know, he, we became not friends on social media because I'm a fitness model and, you know, that can be um, a little off-putting for his new wife. (laughs) (laughs) And you're drop dead gorgeous. So yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So I I had no problem, you know, not being friends on social media and he would reach out from time to time, you know, if, if somebody passed in the family or to update on family issues and stuff like that, which was totally fine or say hello. But I know like there were definitely a few times where he would reach out just to chat and I would definitely always put myself in the position of, you know, would his wife be comfortable with this conversation? And I would keep it very brief, very short and, and not really talk about anything that didn't absolutely need to be talked about be friendly but just like be brief and and end it quickly because you know yeah it's like if you know if if the wife knows that we're all friends and we all know each other right because like I've I've dated men with children and they obviously have exes with you know that are that are mothers to those children and I've always thought like if I'm going to date someone a man with a child like I want to have that woman know me, the person that's around her children. You know what I mean? We should all be Mm -hmm. able to be friendly and things like that. So I think there are aspects of that that are very possible and very doable and very important when, especially when there are children involved. But in that situation where his wife probably doesn't know that he's like sparking up a conversation, 
I'm like, okay, no, that's not really appropriate. And like this conversation, it's like high and by because I'll always be considerate, but I'm going to be considerate of her and not carry on a conversation. I love all of that, guys. And I think if your partner is uncomfortable with you being friends with your ex, you know, just have a conversation, like you guys said, you know, and maybe say something like, hey, you know, so-and-so and I would just say Mike, whatever. I did have an ex call Mike. He did actually call me a few days ago. He's like, hey, are you still alive up there? <laughs> He's from Ohio. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Although, like, he tried to get me back to Ohio a, a few months ago to go live in some compound with him. I'm like, mm, I don't <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but I would say, okay, so let's just say I'll use Mike and I, you know, <laughs> yeah, not bunkie. the bunkie, <laughs> a compound. He bought a compound. Um, uh, let's just say Mike and I, you know, we used to date, but we broke up years ago. Um, we just figured we were better off as friends and, you know, we're, we've been friends ever since. And I, I just want to make sure that you feel comfortable with our relationship. Um, you know, it's not like we talk daily, but every once in a while he'll pop his head in. So if I ever do anything that makes you feel uncomfortable, if I ever do anything uh, out of bounds, you know, just let me know. Right. So just to have a conversation about it. Well, how about if your partner is like, no way, absolutely not, not dealing with it. I really don't feel comfortable with you talking with your ex. I mean, if somebody said that to me, first of all, that would raise red flags. I'd be like, well, why are you so jealous? Like, (laughs) you know, like what's going on within you? And I I would still do it. I mean, like if if it's just a a call every once in a while, you know, I'm not going to ignore the call. Like, what would you ladies do? I I don't speak to my exes on the phone. So I don't think that would ever be an issue. Oh, you don't? Okay. Yeah, I do. Or through text once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't really do that. It's, it's more a, a, you know, need to and keep it friendly, keep it pushing kind of basis. So I don't think anyone would ever be, um, you know, tripping over anyone that I speak to. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that that's ever been an issue. And Monica? I don't know. I think uh, I would want to find out why. Um, mm-hmm. It depends what ex, if it's someone that's like, you can't speak to any of your exes. And I'd be like, no, but if it's like a particular ex and it's someone I had a deep connection with in the past and this person just maybe feels uncomfortable for now, then if I really like this person, I probably would disconnect from that ex for some time. Uh, yeah. Or at least maybe not talk to them for a year or whatever the case may be. So I think it's situational. It depends on, um, do they mean all my exes period? Cause that's, that's a different case. Or is it just like, one in particular, because they know we had some strong connection that they're having a hard time overcoming. That would just sound weird. Like that just sounds weird to me. Like I'm not allowed to talk to you. Like I'm just not allowed. Yeah. I don't know. That just, Oh, I have no problem me. saying that. Like I've moved on. I'm sorry. I have someone I really like. And unfortunately we can't be friends for some time because of the connection we had or whatever. I mean, I don't know what I would yeah. say, but yeah, I have no problem being direct like that. Especially for Amazing. Like. And that's coming from the lesbian. All right, we that's need to it. take a break. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation on how to deal with exes right after the break. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 with myself, Laura Bellata, my special guest, Annie Parker and Monica Elena. And we are talking about how to deal with exes. Mm. Should you unfollow your ex on social media? 
I mean, do you ladies follow any of your exes? Because I, I do. I haven't unfollowed my ex. Oh, it depends. Like if it, I think there was one ex that was just really, our relationship was tumultuous. It didn't end in a, in a great way. And uh, I, I had, I don't even know if he's alive to be honest. Um, but uh, the others, yeah, like, sure. Why not? I mean, I don't sit there and creep him every day. And I, and because it was such a clean break, I feel like I, I'm not constantly creeping him and going back to his social media to see what he's doing. Because I think if you're in a situation where you're still hurting, I think that can be uh, something bad. Like, I think that could be bad for you and because and, you're not going to be able to move forward. But I, I see no issues with um, keeping your ex as a friend on social media, especially if you're over that relationship. What do you ladies think? So there's actually only one ex that I even follow. And, and I guess I'll preface this by saying I really don't consider a lot of people exes. You know, like we have to be in a significant relationship, not just like have dated or something like that. You know, this is someone I've like traveled with and been with for years in order for me to even consider them an ex. I only really have three. And, um, you know, my ex-husband, we don't follow each other. Like I had mentioned, that was more his choice, which I completely honor and I'm okay with. And then um, my last ex, he was a little bit of a tyrant. So I have no need to know what he's doing. And then my, my ex from college, you know, he was, he was honestly like, such a huge part of my growth as a human and did so many amazing things in my life that like, I love seeing him and his wife and his son, you know, traveling and doing amazing things and us supporting each other. So in that aspect, you know, like literally I'm friends with his mom, his dad, his whole family. And, and I really wouldn't have it any other way, because like you said, if there are no romantic feelings there and they're just someone that you appreciate for being in your life because they played such an important role then why not? Yeah, very similar. Same thing. I, I follow most of them, I would say, but I don't have a lot. Of, a lot of them were just people I dated, short-lived, not, not a big deal. Um, okay. As far as serious relationships that I had that I can actually consider a real, real relationship, there's only been a few and there's probably only a couple that are on my social media. So, and, and there's been no problems, you know, even with the relationship I've been in, knowing I'm friends with certain exes, I haven't come to any challenges or issues with that because I don't cross any any lines or anything like that I don't secretly message exes when I'm dating someone I don't do any Monica, of that stuff so. you are a good girl Monica I am I you know what <laughs> you are you'd be such a great partner <laughs> okay uh so let's just say uh you're dating again after a breakup and you're sitting across from someone and they start talking about their ex right so I see this as a red flag. I want to know from you ladies, what comes to mind when you're sitting across from someone on a first date and they start talking about their ex? Because I'm thinking jaded. I'm thinking they're harboring feelings. They're not over their ex. They haven't done the work. And I see stress in my future if I'm going to continue with this person. Uh, Annie, what, what do you think? I actually literally just had this happen two weeks ago. And oh, let's talk about it. <laughs> I, I probably, <laughs> it was, you know, we, we did not end up going on a second date. And, you know, the first day we, we met each other for brunch on a Sunday. It was a really lovely little brunch. And then he said, you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. Do you want to move on and get drinks somewhere else? And I said, sure. We went to a cute little rooftop bar and, um, as he, you know, had maybe a second and going on to a third drink, he started 
talking about his ex-wife. They they just separated and I think it was like 2020 and she kind of did it out of the blue and I got the entire story. I even got pictures and um and literally, you know, and because I do hypnotherapy and, you know, coaching and things like that, what I've noticed is people get very comfortable talking to me. Even when I don't tell them what I do, they get very comfortable talking to me and they just start spilling everything. And it becomes like this little mini healing session when I'm not trying to like, I'm just trying to enjoy myself. And he literally just like, and then at the end of the day, something I always hear from people, it just happened the other night too, was you're so easy to talk to. And I'm like, yeah, well, you probably, you probably shouldn't have talked so much. So because it really turned me off. Um, so yeah, that definitely just happened a few weeks ago. So. <laughs> Picture, I remember pictures that. and everything. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Pictures. Boy, oh literally goodness. showing me pictures of him and his ex-wife. And I was like, this is, this is, there's a lot there to unpack. Yeah. The person you're, the new person you're dating does not want to be your therapist. Monica, how do you feel about this? Yeah. If it's a first date and that's all they're talking about, then it's going to be definitely be the last date. Um, just to kind of go back before though, like if it's someone that you're, you've been dating and you're probably going to get a serious relationship with them. I'm also one of those people that I kind of do want to know what happened in your past relationships. It helps me figure out, or do you take ownership? on anything or do you blame your exes for everything like it actually gives me some idea of who you are as a person so i don't want someone that's going to just never talk about an ex i want to know what happened when was your last relationship why did you break up well that's cool i get that but not on a first date no no no, no. first date date will be the last date that'll be our last date if that's what comes up yeah it happens a lot i feel like monica does this happen in the lesbian world because it happens so often not as often not as often but i I think females are a little bit more i don't know mm -hmm. self-aware and plus you've probably talked it out with friends where a lot of guys they keep that shit in right so like you know and then they get in front of a a, a girl and they're like oh let me let me talk about this it's like no you're talking to the wrong person man okay (laughs) (laughs) all right let's chat boundaries boundaries are so important with exes so Let's talk about how to set boundaries with your exes and what kind of boundaries have you guys ever established with an ex if you have? Annie? Wow. You know, I think I've only ever had to really establish boundaries. You know, like I mentioned with my ex-husband, you know, my my boundary setting with him is, you know, if maybe he's had a few drinks and he starts sparks up a conversation, just like cutting it real short, you know what I mean? And like not carrying on the conversation or really getting into it. Um, if I know he's had a few drinks and just kind of like chatting, um, I'm just like, okay, that's probably not appropriate. So I've never really had to do anything else. So the only one I really ever had to set boundaries with was like the last one that I mentioned was, you know, it was definitely that, that one toxic ex that everyone needs in their life. (laughs) It was definitely it. And he was, you know, the only person, because I don't really believe in having to like block people and all that stuff, but it officially he was like that person that like if you blocked him he would come up with a fake account or a fake phone number or a fake everything to get a hold of you and it's like all right I'm just gonna go ahead and drop off the face of the earth so you cannot find me <laughs> so and it, like that was like a hard like like lose all information on me type of thing you know so and 
honestly, like I understand sometimes that happens like more than once with people. You should learn from one crazy ex. You shouldn't have multiple crazy exes. One should be enough for a lifetime. Yeah. Hey, how about you, Monica? I don't know if I've ever really set boundaries with anyone. That's That would probably be my biggest weakness. But I think now going forward, if it's something that I had to do now, I'm aware of it and would probably do it. But I... I I unfortunately probably should have a time or two and, and did it. Yeah. Well, you know, and I feel like setting boundaries doesn't have to be forever. Like, especially when you're fresh out of a relationship, you know, maybe give yourself like a month or two, you know, without seeing them or talking to them just so that you can try to work through what happened in your own mind, you know, so that you can get to a better place. Cause I feel like we have to be selfish when it comes to a breakup. So set that time away from them. And if you can't completely have them out of your life, you know, because you share children, for example, try to create, you know, that space between you, uh, let them know that maybe, you know, you can only talk to them or see them when it's absolutely necessary, when, especially when it's pertaining to the kids, like, and if you're in a new relationship, right? Like I, I, I know people who had to set, you know, strict boundaries with an ex because they were calling at all hours of the night. And it's like, like, I'm in a new relationship, like call me between this time and this time. And that's it. Like, do not call me past this time because you're disrespecting me and my new partner. Um, and so I think that, you, you know, you have to have those tough conversations otherwise may ruin your new relationship well how about this situation your ex refuses to back off because I had one of these and they're doing everything in their power to get you back or to try to maintain some sort of control over you have you ladies been in a situation like this where you had to tell an ex to back off and how did you guys deal with it because I had to get the cops involved you know I was dating this oh, guy for several months and he, I, he, he couldn't handle the fact that I broke up with him and he started making up all these rumors. He really came at me hard. And then he would show up at my place. He would show up to my friend's places looking for me. I mean, I, I started to get a little frightened to be honest. So I had to call the police to ask him to, to back off. Annie, have you ever been in a situation like that? Yeah, I mean, the one that I just mentioned that would make up the, the different phone numbers to contact me and emails, oh, things right, like sorry. that. Um, yeah, I yeah, know. But he, you know, we, we dated for um, a year and a half, which was way too long, because that was like the one, you know, I'm, I'm grateful because he's the one that taught me how not to ignore my intuition and all the red flags, because he was one huge walking red flag. And, um, you know, he was the kind of person where when we broke up, I was, I'd be parked downtown at at a restaurant or somewhere. And he would text me and be like, what are you doing at this restaurant? I just saw your car. I know your license plate. Like, and this is a downtown in in a city, right? Or he would, he would drive by my place to see if anyone, see if I was home alone, if anyone was in my place, if my lights were on, things like that. That's scary. Right. I ended up, um, my options were like get a restraining order or move. And I I chose to move and, and change my number and things like that. So. Yeah. And that is, that is scary when you're in that situation. That's what I felt like. I felt like every time I was leaving my house, I was being watched when I was going into my home, I was being watched. Like I, I was always watching my back and you never know like a, what a disgruntled ex can do, 
you know? So yeah, it's kind of scary as a woman, for sure. Um, Monica, we have a few seconds left. If you want to answer that. <laughs> no. Monica, Monica's like, this is, this is why I like women. <laughs> this, is, this is definitely a straight world thing. Like, well, no, it's not. Cause I, I know of some instances of some people, but I have never experienced anyone that psycho. Um, maybe in college, I've had a, cute, a few crazy incidents, but no, I've never in my adult life had anyone that extreme. But those stories, top of them all, I, I, I have nothing for you on that one. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. is insane. No. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, another story comes to mind. I broke up with this guy. I, well, I didn't even break up with him. I just told him that I needed a little space from him. Just give me a little space while he went crazy banging on my front door, my back door. I kept telling him to leave, calling him, please leave, please leave. And he's texting, calling, like, please, please don't do this. And I thought, like, just leave me alone. So I went off to my cottage. At, I had, we had a cottage. Um, I went there. I thought I'd get away for a few days and I'd get away from him. Well, doesn't he find me? He drives around the entire town, finds my car, parks near my car, then walks down to the beach. And then I see him as I'm walking back to my cottage, my girlfriend, and I see him, I'm like, ah, that's him. So I turn around and run on the beach, right? And he follows, he's like chasing me on the beach. And I'm like yelling at him. I'm like, you're in my like, like my place of serenity or like my, you know, like where I go and get solitude and like my peaceful place. And you found me here and and, uh, it didn't end well for him. So yeah, I just wanted to. So this is a funny that. mental image that I'm getting in my head of you. Yeah, doing I know. That, by the way, <laughs> I I knew you would say something like that, Monica. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna be diving into why you should or should not get back with an ex. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. It's Sunday night. You're listening to AM640. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca with this week's guests, my special friends, Annie Parker and Monica Elena, turning our discussion to uh, rekindling things with an X. Now, Sometimes an ex is an extra reason, right? Or most of the time, an ex is an extra reason. So sometimes the timing just wasn't right. So let's chat about some of the reasons uh, that maybe you should get back with an ex. And have you ladies ever gotten back with one? And how did that uh, turn out? So we'll start with you this time, Monica. So, uh, yeah, I've gotten back with an ex many times. Well, for a little while. The- I'm not saying forever, but like even just for a little wow you know maybe things were better the second time around than the first time around yeah I've done I've done the back and forth thing a few times in my past um I think now I'm a little bit more cautious I think also too it depends on have we both grown are we different people now if so then maybe um but it also kind of depends on that dynamic so I think it's just I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I would say like majority of the time I probably won't now. Um, But I think if it's someone that I really care about and I just think that there's a few things that are holding us back or that are just causing us to not, I guess, work out. If those things were to change, then yeah, I would definitely consider getting back with that person, especially if it's someone that I really love. So um, Mm -hmm. I'm for it. 
you know, sometimes, but I would say majority of the time, probably not because all my exes or majority of my exes, like I, I wouldn't get back with. Um, even if I am friends with them, we're better as friends, but you know, as you guys know, there's, there may be one or two that I would, I don't never know. So it just depends on where we are, but I'm still living my life like normal. I'm going to continue to do it. If I meet someone outside today, then great. I'm going to pursue it. Right. So Mm -hmm. it just, it just depends. Yeah. Any? Yeah, your ex is your ex for a reason. So I'm generally nine times out of 10 going to be on the no go, like no fly (laughs) list. So, um, you know, it's pretty rare when I'm like, okay, like, you know, because obviously I do love readings for people. I do energy work for people. And the amount of times in my life that I've done readings where I've said, oh, yeah, you should get back with your ex, like, next to none. So um, yes, Monica was actually one of the rare occasions where I was like, you know, if if work gets done, this could potentially, there is something there, right? Um, now, the only times I've actually seen it work out, well, you know, because I've, I've gotten back together, it was only the one crazy exit that would come and go that we got back together. And I was like, never again, like, it, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't get better generally, like, you know, unless people get some serious help and serious work. And even then, you know, unless it's like a timing thing and like, or a distance thing, like you broke up because you're long distance or you broke up because the timing just wasn't right for you. And then, you know, you both do your own thing and some, somehow, some way you get back together and like all of a sudden the timing is right. I've seen that happen. It's lovely it's not frequent, right? So, you know, if you broke up for a significant reason, like there were some serious problems, those problems are still gonna be there later. So it's like, you know, so you have to do some serious work around that. And, and both people have to be willing. And that's, that's kind of the key is both people have to be willing to do some serious work on that. And that's often not the case. So, yeah. So no go for any. Um, for the I'm most with- part, rare. Oh, I- I was Monica on this one. I'm all about second chances. Uh, and I, and I've seen couples like get divorced and they get back together and get remarried again. And they've gone on to live happy. Um, I think that if you guys like what Monica said, if you've both grown as individuals and, you know, you've identified those triggers, you know, and have those important conversations on like, okay, well, how is it going to be different this time? Or the fact that you know you um, take ownership in in what went wrong in that relationship because it takes two to tangle, right? Uh, and so, and you did the work or have seen a therapist, and um, and let's just say there was infidelity, right? You you process the infidelity. There, you know, you've forgiven your partner, um, and also like if you are really in love with that person, and you know, time apart has made you realize how much you love them and you're excited about the relationship, then, hey, I'm about giving, uh, you know, I'm all about second chances for sure. So, and I think you ladies know that. Okay, ladies, on the flip side, why should you not get back with an ex? Uh, Now, it might be tempting, but there is a reason that you guys broke up in the first place. So what should we keep in mind if, uh, you know, we're considering it? What do you guys think? Annie, start with you this time. Yeah, I think I think I mostly already covered it. But like the issues that you had before are still going to be your issues when you get back together. So, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the most common questions when people come to me for readings, like intuitive readings are, is my ex going to come back? 
And the question I always have to ask them is, would you actually like truly deep down in your soul, would you actually be happy if they did? Right. Because a lot of times people want this person back, but they weren't actually happy with them the first time. So it's like, well, you have to sit and ask yourself why you really want this person back. Like, what is it? Is it just that you're lonely? Like, is, you know, because there are a number of reasons why someone wants to be with someone. So you have to ask the why. Mm-hmm. And me, Monica? Um, I just keep reminding myself why we broke up and I'm easily triggered. So if those things continue <laughs> to come up, then it's immediately going to be cut short right away. So I do forgive, but I'm one that doesn't really forget. So <laughs> that's kind of the way it works for me, like with, when it comes to getting back with exes. And I know yeah. it's someone I will get back with and I need to do the work too. I need Annie to cut some anger cords or resentment cords or whatever the case may be. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think too, like if there were more bad times than good, I mean, you got to really consider that, you know, when you make a list on the good and the bad, if the bad outweigh the good, um, if they clearly haven't done anything, right, or haven't taken in, taken any ownership, um, if um, you're just doing it as an ego boost, or, you know, some people just hate dating, right, they have this attitude, like, I'm never going to meet anyone, I tried it for a few months, it's horrible out there, I'm never going to meet anyone as good looking as my partner, you know, uh, if their trust was a big problem, I think if trust was a big problem before, it may be a big problem, you know, in the future. And what Annie said, like, you know, you got to be honest with yourself. Do you think that this person is really going to make you happy? So we're going to stop right there to take one last quick break. And after that, we're going to be discussing how to move on. Stay with us. Listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Galata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640. I'm Laura Bellotta with my special guests, Annie Parker and Monica Elena, getting right back into our chat about how to move on from an ex. All right, so getting over an ex is not easy right? We know that. Well, sometimes it's easy, depending. Sometimes it's like, well, when I was younger and I would break up with someone I generally did the breaking up there was one guy that really broke my heart though I was just like I felt like a breath of fresh air like I was excited about my future you know and who was going to be in it so (laughs) what are some of the things that we can start doing uh, to leave that ex in the past Monica what have you done starting with me well I think I've learned in the past what I used to do is just get out, right? Go out, meet other new people, start dating. But I realized right away, I did. That's what I used to do. But I okay. realized I was kind of just putting a bandaid over it. Yes. Because then when I'd come home at night, it's like, here you go, thinking about that person again. So I really had to sit in my own thoughts. I really had to sit and evaluate what went wrong, why we broke up, what could I do different next time what they could have done different and then really understand why it didn't work out. And I think like when I started to understand why things didn't work out and it wouldn't continue to work out, it started to help me. So I think my initial plan failed. Cause like I said, it was kind of like a bandaid or it was a part-time 
just cure. You just date other people. You're having fun. It's, it's exciting for a little bit. And then you're back to thinking about an ex or you're constantly thinking about your ex when you're with that person. So I realized that wasn't right either. So it's really just sitting in your, for me, it's really just sitting in my thoughts and and evaluating the entire relationship, every scenario, why did this happen? And digging, just getting deep into, to my own situation. And then uh, from there, I just started to heal. I get, I I don't know how, I don't know what happened. I can't give you an Annie answer, but (laughs) I know that I felt different and it got easier over time. I think time heals all wounds. You're not going to get over someone overnight. You know, it's taken me months, you know, even years for, for certain person. So it's just, uh, it's just really just doing the work yourself. You've got to, you can't just go out there and serial date as I call it. Yeah. Well, it took me forever to get over that one guy that broke my heart because I kept reminiscing about all the, the good times and not the bad times. And, and when I started to actually think about all the bad things, you know, and why we weren't a match or weren't suitable for each other, then only then was I able to, to really move on. But I think it's important to delete them off social media if you are hurting really bad. And it doesn't have to be forever. It can just be temporary. But then also getting back to self-love and getting back to yourself. You know, confidence, I think, really helps. You know, when you feel good about yourself, you feel like you can conquer the world. Um, and so those are just a few things. But I'll let Annie speak because this is Annie's specialty. <laughs> what are some of the things that you can do to start leaving your ex in the past, Annie? Tell us, Annie. Oh, well, I mean, you both, you both had amazing, amazing points. And, you know, that, that piece of you that like Laura was talking about that wants to think of all the good things about an ex and not remember any of the bad things, you know, um, anytime we've been rejected, our ego is our savior. You know what I mean? Our ego wants to come protect us. So our ego is going, why did you reject me? Why, why am I not good enough? Why this, why that? And, and that, that's that part of you that's thinking about all the good things. And, you know, it, it's like kind of keeping you in that place. So you need to kind of like, all right, ego down. I'm not going to fight for their attention. I'm not going to fight for them to notice me. We don't need to do all that. They did what they did. And we're going to notice that that's for a reason, no matter what the reason is, could have nothing to do with us, Right. And we may never know because a lot of people go searching forever for closure as well. And closure is something that you get with yourself, not the other person. You can go searching with that person for answers all day. You're probably not going to get them. You need to write, like Laura said, have that self-love, go with it. Um, I love that Monica had that self-awareness to have those conversations with herself because it does take a lot of self-awareness because what we do um, generally during a relationship, resentments start building up right? Like little annoyances, little things, all of this stuff and little annoyances become big annoyances and they become bigger, bigger, bigger. And I always say when I see resentment with couples, because I even do cord cutting for couples that are still together because they want to break through that resentment that's between them. So they don't get divorced and separate. So that resentment builds up like sludge on the inside of like a a drain and pretty soon nothing's flowing through there, right? It's hard for love to flow through there when you've got all this resentment sludge built up between you. So you want to break through it. It's really hard to do on your own. Um, And that's what I help people with the most. So after the relationship is over, even you still want to let go of that resentment. So you're not carrying it into the next relationship because you're going to make someone else pay you, you can meet the most perfect person for you. And if you're still stuck on that resentment about what someone else did to you, you could take it out on this next person and totally self-sabotage and ruin it. So yes. you want to make sure you do that work after a breakup. 
and um, you guys, you know, really covered it quite perfectly, but also, you know, what we do a lot of times and what I help people cut cords with too, is blaming of yourself. Like I didn't do this right. Like I, I should have left sooner. Why did I stay with this person? Why this, why that? And then you stop trusting your judgment about choosing the right person. And people really get down on themselves. They feel like they chose the wrong person or if they got rejected, they start to question their own judgment and their own intuition about choosing the right person for them. So you need to come back to a space where you release all that blame, shame, and guilt, right? And that's one thing we cut cords with too. Blame, shame, guilt, let it all go because you need to come back to a place of actually trusting yourself and trusting that your soul knows what's best for you, what knows what you need in a partnership. And you can also acknowledge if someone's not providing what you need. So Annie, we don't have a lot of time left, but I just want to focus on you here. So can you explain what cord cutting is? Because I like you're so good at it. And I know that on Clubhouse. So these ladies I met on Clubhouse, guys, okay? Uh, and, and Annie's the best of the best at what she does. And so she's helped so many people on our stages and they all rave about her. So can you explain what cord cutting is and then, you know, how people can get a hold of you if they do want to get rid of their pesty ex or they want to let go of some of those, you know, horrible feelings that they're hanging on to? <laughs> yeah, it's really, so I do a combination of energy work and hypnotherapy um, because, you know, we can do the energy work and release some of this heaviness that we're feeling around a breakup or around old trauma with parents or whatever it is, right? Because things things always start before the relationship. And this is what we always have to go back to. Like you're, the issues didn't just start with the relationship. It could be, you know, you mentioned you have friends that, that got divorced and got remarried. Well, my parents did that, except the second time they got remarried, it was worse than the first. So, you know what I mean? Sometimes... <laughs> You know, sometimes we see cycles repeatedly and, and like, that's what we saw growing up. We have to do some disconnect around that. So we don't do what we've learned. Um, we really want to make sure we're, we're doing like the past work and the work on this current relationship. So we do subconscious mindset hypnotherapy work. Plus it's a beautiful, you know, we call it cord cutting because people resonate with that, but really it's just a, a nice, really relaxing releasing of some of that heavy energy, the heavy feelings, emotions, blame, shame, guilt, resentment, all of those things that we hold on to. Thank you for joining us this evening for another episode of the Dating and Relationship Show. Dealing with an ex is never easy, but we hope that tonight's chat gave you a little insight into how you can move on and heal. If you'd like to continue the conversation with us, you can. Okay, we'll start with you, Annie. How can people get a hold of you? Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram, uh, TikTok, wherever at Ms. Annie Parker. That's M-S Annie Parker. And you, Monica? Uh, easiest way is going to be Instagram. It's Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A underscore Elena, E-L-E-N-A underscore. And you can find me on TikTok and Instagram, official Laura Bellotta. And of course, visit my website, singleinthecity.ca and see how I can help you find love. Thanks for joining us. Ciao for now.